Hello and welcome to another episode of Story Screen Presents. It's a special edition episode tonight. We're gonna cut the bullshit right here. It's episode 100. Woo -hoo, woo -hoo. Hey. We are kicking ass. Uh, I think on the 25th episode we did Memento. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. yep. 50th was uh, we all got together. Bernadette, Robert, Jack, and myself got together, went and saw Terminator 2. Yes. Mm -hmm. some Judgment us, it Day. Was our, it was our first time. For yes, some of us that yes. are, are monsters, Ooh. it was our first time. Well, they're not That's monsters true. anymore. And uh, nice. now for 100, we are coming on in and we're going to be talking about some real fun stuff. But before we move any further, my name is Mike Burge. I will be hosting this episode. And today I am joined by Let's Go Around the Table. Diana DeMuro. And? Robbie Anderson. And who's that? Bernadette Gorman-White. What about this person? Hey. Whoa. Oh, hey. shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Nomenclature. Yes. Who's this? Jack Holojewski. White. I'm also white. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's white. Um, so today, we are going to, we pretty much are just going to be talking about some of uh, our favorite movies. Uh, we... Talked about it a couple days ago about um, like kind of come up with your two favorite movies just so you don't have to pick one. And we've written them down now and they're hidden. None of us have talked about any of them. No. And I'm really excited that this was able to work out like this because that's not what we're doing. No? Nope. What we're doing is I'm going to pass around. Everybody's going to get a piece of paper now and you're going to guess... Oh. what everybody else's favorite movie was. <laughs> and now that we have, inarguably, the top two picks written down here. But only one movie? Pick, write down one movie, and then it can be you either got number one or you got number two. We put down our two favorite movies, and now you write down what you think, like, what you think mine is, and what you think Robert's I'm is. I'm going to be a bad friend. Yeah. I guess you guys wrong. Uh -huh. No, I'm going to guess all wrong across the board yeah. except for maybe you Robbie but I'm still not I've told you guys sure. my favorite movie a bunch of times so it's, mm -hmm. not, it's not fair and try not to uh, let anybody see again mm, this is good audio mm -hmm. well we're cut, we'll cut this out right here no, what, if it's, what if it's good oh, oh, we'll leave it in what if it's good double it yes yeah I mean <laughs> we could be listening to It's Fits right now Oh. Anything. I would prefer, I would Anything. Prefer oh, yeah, just stick in a. Yeah, it's we'll go to right an It's Fits. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. Uh, <clears throat> this is hard. Shoot, man, you like too many movies. Hello. Welcome to another episode of It's Fits, where Story Screen's film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the 2017 Guillermo del Toro film, The Shape of Water. The Shape of Water? Shit. Never saw it, but I think I know what you're talking about. Because I saw a trailer of it when I was going to see that movie by Darius. <laughs> um, nah, just kidding. Mother. I was seeing Mother in the theater, and... It looked really cool. It's like this woman works in a laboratory, and there's like an alien... And trapped in this like tiny little water vessel, and for some reason or another, they like I guess I don't know if she's single or if she had a man at home, but she is interested in the alien or the sea creature. 
And it looks, I know the director did Pan's Labyrinth, a movie that I've never seen, but I know it's worth checking out. It looked beautiful. Like the trailer really won me over. I was hoping to see it during the Christmas season, but shit, guess I was busy. This has been another episode of It's Fits. Okay, and so now we've written down all of our things. Mm-hmm. Everyone has it in front of them. Were we not supposed to draw self-portraits of ourselves? <laughs> I, I, I swear to God, if there is a single dick on that piece of paper Uh-oh. that I just put in front of you. Dicks, dicks. Uh, just, just gotta do a little editing. <laughs> I made all of my lowercase L's look like dicks. Were we not supposed Suck to? Suck it in. Yeah. I'm a creative. Um, so... What we're going to do is we're just going to pretty much, you know, go around and we're going to talk about, uh, we'll give everybody's guests, like we'll pick the person that we're going to try and guess everybody's and each person will go around and say what they think their favorite movie is. I, I think we should be a little clear here, like favorite movies, these are not what we consider the best movies ever made. These are not even, that, like the favorites is a constantly switching thing. Yeah. I think favorites are like more interesting than best because like it talks more to like, you know, not so much a guilty pleasure because I think there's really no such thing as a guilty pleasure. Like you either like something or you don't and you can like it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so like none of these, I, I guarantee the two, the two movies that we all put down, they probably, those probably switch places from one to two. There's probably two or three other ones in there. Oh yeah. You know, Definitely. cause like uh, my top five films, <clears throat> like my favorite ones is constantly fluctuating and moving. Right. But only as, recently as like maybe three or four weeks i've really tried to consider i should get my favorite movie on lock okay. what is my favorite movie let's go are you okay. rushing, I can't, I can't are wait you to rushing know. him along? i love that jack can't is rushing me right now yes. this is great crazy. this is, this yes. is insane he's smiling it took you two hours jonathan <laughs> movie. jonathan indecision college uh, excuse me my name is not short for Jonathan. No shape of my oh, name. Oh, that's right. It's just John. John right? Just John. J O H N. Cool name. Like a secret yeah. agent. Yeah. I heard him John on the Jack. phone. He was talking to to the Focus. the car guy. And you're like John. I was like, Jessica. yeah. We have five people I like, here. I like yeah, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, we're having a laid back episode, guys. <laughs> it's chill. 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 Vibes. Five, five. chill vibes. Really? Chill, I have to know. I'm dying. Yeah. Where, where was all of this uh, this horror when Jack was taking like <laughs> ten minutes? Hey, the right, yeah, roof so, was there. The so indecision since, so was since Jack, uh, That part was going to get edited out. Yeah. So since Jack... Uh, Broke the seal. W- w- spent so long yep. on, on making his list and his guesses. You think we should start with Jack, where we guess It has his? to be the I most say, accurate, I say, right? Yes, I say Jack. I mean, I think he's number one. So how does this go? I... <clears throat> Say my guesses for other people, or people say your guesses for me. You shut up for a little bit. Yeah, we. You shut up for a little bit. Happy to. And we'll start with Bernadette, and we'll just go around the table, and Bernadette will say what she thinks your favorite movie is, and and she can tell you maybe why briefly, and you can say yes or no. I okay. suppose. Okay. Or do you want to? Maybe you should wait until everyone goes before he. Okay. Ooh, yeah. I try all right. My that poker face on. Try and okay. Poker. So okay. don't even say anything. We'll just go around. Step puppies. Step puppies. Step puppies. Then we will. All right, well, I've only known you for a few years, and in those few years, I've really only heard your opinions on films that we've talked about in the past two years. Okay. So my guess for you is Bone Tomahawk, but only, that's the name of the film, correct? That is the name of a film. A name of a film. Don't know if it's my favorite. This is my poker face. Fair, fair. (laughs) But I chose it for you because I know you were super hot on it when it came out, Mm -hmm. and then you remained super hot on it. And I know it's a recent film and doesn't necessarily always hold as much clout in the grand scheme of your life for favorite movies. 
But that was my educated guess. Okay. Towards your favorite film. Bone Tomahawk. Okay. okay. Robert? So Jack and I, when we were driving here, we didn't tell each other where our things were, but Jack dropped some serious hints. Yeah, I didn't know this was going to be a game. Well, that's Me neither. Oh, right, that, that was the point. That's why I knew it was a game. game. You would have, like, you'd be able to think about it longer. I wouldn't have come. Exactly. <laughs> I would have been too nervous. I, yeah. <laughs> I'd stay in my room. <laughs> I still I invited you over, I fed you, and now I sprung the trap. Hey, yes. I fed. That being said, uh, I'm not sure if I'm totally right, but I think one of his favorite movies is, and he could have, I mean, he took so long, he could have totally changed it by the time we got to a table. Yeah. But I think it's a uh, Get Out. I think Get Out really struck Jack in a way when we first saw it where it's the same way it struck all of us. It was a movie that we haven't really seen before. Jack's a big horror buff. So I think that what the movie does for horror and where it positions horror in 2018 now is something that he really loves about the film. I would like to think that it's one of our earlier podcasts and probably one of the first podcasts we really hit our stride. So I like to think for sentimental value and because Jack's you know, one of my best friends, one of my five best friends. At this table, he uh, he might have a little soft spot for that. So. It's really disappointing because it's really sweet, but you're not right. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So it looks like it's over. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, Diana, it's over. We'll see you later then. Yeah. Diana, what do you what so do you? Uh... My uneducated guess for Jack is Royal Tenenbaums because mm. I know you're a Wes Anderson fan. Okay. And I like to think that even though you like to talk some game, you have soft spot. <laughs> Deep inside, true. and that maybe that struck a chord with you. That could be one of your faves. Okay. So, hmm. Plus, it's got an awesome soundtrack. It does have mm-hmm. a good soundtrack. You're not mm-hmm. wrong. Uh, not that's wrong. true. Yeah, and you got good taste in music. So, oh, thanks. Put that, yeah, there you put go. that out wow. there. Oh, how are you not? Oh, I have another looking guess. at the cards and knowing what the rest of us are doing. Sorry. Mm, I just I'll let you guess something. again. <laughs> go look, by look after my goes. Let's like, go. Yeah, uh, I I put the witch. Okay. Just because I've had some really good conversations with you about The Witch, and I feel like it's the movie that's got everything that, you know, like when we see trailers for movies and, you know, we we talk about like, ooh, that's a Jack movie right there. Yeah. You know, The Witch just has all of those things. Great accents. Great accents. Great accents. Natural lighting. Little little creepy creeps. Little A24 logo at the beginning. So a little peek behind the curtain because we're probably going to edit out the, the part where we were actually writing these movies down. Mm-hmm. The Witch was the one that I did not write down out of the two. Oh, so you yeah, were close. close. You were close. Well, because you and can't make up your goddamn so mind over here. I, so I almost put that on there, too. Robbie, you were, also, you were also close in, in saying Get Out because what the hint that I gave Robbie was one of the movies... Was it or, her? Is, no, no. One of the movies is a director's first movie and only movie so that's where i went an only movie yeah which is the witch because robert eckers has not done another movie there you go do you want to take your second stab at the guest green room nope fuck uh shall we reveal we can reveal yeah go ahead Jack put down, oh, Hot Fuzz nice. and Brick. Wow. Yeah. Very nice. Good choices. Oh, I love me. Both good. Yes. So good. Hot Fuzz, number one. I should I, I, I should have been able to catch on to that. I should have thought about Hot that. Hot Fuzz was never in doubt. Hot Fuzz is always number one. But number oh, two came down to good. either Brick or The Witch. Mm-hmm. So you were pretty darn close there. Brick uh, being um, the Ryan Johnson, Ryan the Johnson. guy that completely destroyed Star Wars. That's yes. his first. Yeah. It's, it's a shame that he's disgraced now as an art whore. Yes. Uh, Ryan Johnson, uh, one of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's first movies. Mm-hmm. Um, a detective noir written and directed in the style of 
detective noirs mm-hmm. of like the 50s of the fast talking kind of like snappy dialogue definitely one of my set, favorites as well yeah. set in the context of a high school and it's a murder mystery it's actually kind of like a riff on um oh great now i'm gonna look like a, the maltese falcon yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yes. yep. mm-hmm. that's probably um, the closest that like yeah. it comes to like that philip marlowe yeah kind of stuff yeah and uh well i guess we just jump in now. What now? What do we do? Yeah, or do we, we riff on the movies? Yeah, fun, fun, fun baby, hot fuzz. Yeah, fun fact about, about Brick. Man, fun fact about fuzz. Brick. It's filmed in San Clemente, California, which is where I was born. Really? Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh. Very nice. Yeah. You do have very good hair. Yeah, it's that California. It's that California. California. Hair. I was there for a yeah. year. Yeah. So. That's when, that's when all the air really gets in your wind, head. Wind sweats in the hair. Your hair didn't grow in until. Two years later, yes, but <laughs> well, it's the California. Yes. Well, since we're already on Brick, I, have you guys? You've seen Brick. Yes. Everybody's seen yes. Brick. Yes. All seen yes. Brick. Good, cool, nice. Um, yeah, about, it's mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah, I was waiting for you to, and I said something. But yeah, what do you? <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> I was trying to interrupt you. One hundred episodes, like, baby. I was like, got that flow down. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So, and it was made for nothing of a budget. It was like a complete shoestring budget. Um, one of, was it Ryan Johnson's very first film? I think. Yeah, is correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, it just has a style that I really vibe with. I really like that super fast talking, very clever. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is is just supposed to be this whip smart. He's kind of an asshole, but he is this detective trying to figure out um, what happened to his ex girlfriend, who turns out murdered, um, and he gets himself um, who the girlfriend is a uh, uh, a lost. Well, before she was on Lost. Oh, she's um, the Australian. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Claire. 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 Yeah. Claire. Uh, peanut butter. Um, <laughs> that's just how she says it. <laughs> yeah. Peanut butter. That's her nickname. Yeah. That yeah. Charlie. Yeah, Charlie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she so, played Belle in Once Upon a Time as well. There you go as well. Oh, okay. Forward. Very that's nice. That's what she's been up to. Um, Emily DeRaven. I'm glad Raven? she's Emil. Yeah, Emily DeRaven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is so DeRaven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it's it's uh, it's got this cast of characters of high school characters that are all kind of their own like sort of um, detective noir sort of archetype in there. You got his his kind of sidekick buddy Brain, who also has just all the dialogue in this movie, and I think. One of the things that I really like about this movie and I really like about Hot Fuzz and even The Witch, like all of the dialogue is so um, meticulously written. You can tell that like every sentence that's put in there is has purpose and is is each line has its own like smart spin to it and is fun and witty and it's it's got a good energy to it. So I just really like Brick um, for a whole whole host of reasons. Yeah. It's a damn good movie. Yeah. Same was, with Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Edgar Wright dialogue is always on point. Where yeah. Little so hints fast. are dropped and you I, know they're going to come back later. And you're mm-hmm. like, yes. I, I very much like Edgar Wright, but of his filmography, Hot Fuzz is far and away my favorite. Um, uh, me too, yeah. Like every single line in really? Hot More Fuzz. Than Shaun of the Dead? I would have pegged you for Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead, I've like, you know, is much more of like a closer buddy of mine. I can hang out with that. But Hot, Hot Fuzz is the superior movie. So, and it's just so like, good. you Hot have to be brutally is... honest with yourself yeah. to be able to make the, the cut the line between those three Edgar Wright movies and understand like which one is the best one. I think Hot Fuzz is the one that like nobody else could have done that except for Edgar Wright. No. I think that everyone's favorite Edgar Wright movie also tells you a little bit about that person. Totally. Sure. Right. Yeah. But I just think Hot Fuzz... Every single line of dialogue is a joke. Like yeah. there is yeah. not a single 
utterance in that movie that is wasted as not a joke. It's like and an Arrested Development uh, episode where the yeah. dialogue like puts, it fits together in different it ways all, and weaves together. Yeah, and it's one of those movies that every time I see it, pretty much, and I've seen it more than maybe any other movie. I've seen it a lot. Mm-hmm. I notice new goofs and new jokes every single time. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I the first time I ever saw it, I was in high school with some buddies who went to see it. And it was us and like a small family were like the only two. It's like me and my two, two, two or three friends and a small family. And we sat in the back of the theater and audibly laughed so loud that I don't know if it was us or if it was the movie, but the family got up and left halfway through. <laughs> we laughed them out of the theater is is the narrative that I like to tell myself. That's yes. good. Um, so it, I have a very special place in my heart for that movie. Very good. Mm-hmm. It's a good nice. one to be number one. Good. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, you want to uh, move on? Uh, we'll do Bernadette next. Sure. We'll start sure. with. Uh, we want to just kind of keep this here. So, this like, flow going this way. Yeah. So we'll do Robbie uh, if you want to go first sure. on like what you picked for uh, Bernadette. I don't think mine is good. So, <laughs> I know Bernadette for a while now. One of the first things we bonded with when we worked together at the coffee shop was about movies. That being said, I don't know if I can really pinpoint what her favorite movie is off the top of my head. I that was a kind of like a hard question for me to kind of answer. As it was for, for pretty much everybody. Um, I said Royal Ten Bombs. I feel like that's just a movie that reminds me of, like, Bernadette in a weird way. It just kind of, like, I feel like it's something that's, like, super up her alley. Maybe for some of the similar reasons we mentioned that maybe Jack would like it, too. But, uh, you know, it's, like, a dark, dysfunctional family movie with a lot of really great dialogue. And a lot of, like, I think the kind of thematic elements of the movie also seem like something that's, like, in her wheelhouse as well. Mm. So that was my guess. Royal Ten Bombs, all right. Diana? Um, yeah, I don't know enough of Bernadette's taste. So I went with Bernadette as potentially a Coen Brothers fan, so I picked Fargo. Fargo? Mm-hmm. That's a good Because it's a good movie, yes. it's yes. also a that funny a... movie, and mm-hmm. Bernadette's got good taste, and so I, I went with Coen Brothers. So that's yeah. a pretty good Fargo guess. That's a strong guess. Yeah, yeah. That's a strong guess. I like guess. that. I, uh... I've had, just like with Jack and I picked The Witch, I, I was like, I, I've had many conversations about this movie that I picked. I picked High Fidelity mm. for Bernadette uh, uh, that's a good because uh, she sense. wrote an amazing article about it. And while she was writing that article, we were talking about the movie a lot. And she seems to be very into that movie. At first, I was thinking maybe something like uh, Say Anything or like a John Cusack movie, just basic. Mm. And then I was like, oh, wait, High Fidelity. That's right. I've had multiple conversations with her about that. So I put down High Fidelity. Uh, and I, you know, I I don't know what led me to this specifically, but I just kind of dug deep and my guess, and I, I, this is, well, I just picked the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind. Oh, awesome. That's a very good all guess. solid guesses. That I want to say. That was on my short list mm. and didn't make it onto my top two. Mm-hmm. I want to say Bernadette's poker face. She looks so pissed off right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> really like, when I first said mine, I was just like, she hates me. Because like, she's like, she's like Royal Times was the only movie I You don't know me. You don't know me at I, all. I we were friends. <laughs> That's like, just celebrate Dad. 100th episode. Like, we're all just going to piss each other off yeah. with how bad we think each other's tastes in movies. We make this joke every, like... Kind of podcasts, not every podcast, but the ones like the big ones, like the twenty five fifty. And this, this is the last one. This is it. We're, yeah. we're done. Yeah, we're done. We're breaking up. We're doing this. The suicide pact is uh, is complete. Is, is is complete. We have drank the poison. This punch is great, by the way. The punch, <laughs> yeah. Really thank you very much. I think cyanide Tasty. adds a complex uh, flavor to the palate. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's like, it's like a little cherry. It's it's a garnish. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see here. What All did right. uh, what did we get? For okay. Well, I guess I should play poker more often because all of you guys were really close to oh. movies that I love. Mm. Uh, the Coen really Brothers, I love. I love. Uh, Steve Buscemi, I've always been strangely attracted to, and is, so that is strange. seeing him as like <laughs> a funny looking one, right? Like that stuck with me from a very early age. I'm like, oh, he is funny looking, but he's also weirdly attractive and talented to me. Totally. But uh, yeah. Wes Anderson is one of my faves, and Royal Tenenbaums and Life Aquatic I go back and forth with. Yes. So um, I love Eternal Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Charlie Kaufman is right up there at the top of my list mm-hmm. uh, for screenwriters, for sure. But Burge, I got to hand it to you. High Fidelity was the top for me. High Fidelity and Before Sunset. Oh, oh. So, oh crap. Yes. I should have picked that for before, you. Before Sunset? <laughs> yeah. I think I would put Before Midnight as probably my favorite Your favorite one. out of those three? Uh, because it's just like, it's the culmination. I didn't pick that. And when the new one comes out, it will be oh. that. Yeah, <laughs> it will like be that one. Because it's just like, they just keep getting better and better. But that's, They do. Yeah, so uh, Before do. Sunset's just a... We were talking about we want to do a series on like those three movies because they are just absolutely someone fill me in on Before Sunset because I oh my goodness it's, um, I've not seen it. it's the okay. second in a series by Richard Linklater with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy that's the second okay and this is the second one okay, the first so one's called Before Sunrise are they all related or are they kind of they are they, all so, related okay. so you know how Richard Linklater got famous later on for doing Boy Linklater on in his life Linklater okay over these courses of the years well, Boyhood it's, it's similar in the sense that it's Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke. Every nine years. Every nine years. Uh, we pop in and we see them so, for like a couple hours. So yeah. they're like... And they all write the movie so together. Why you, so why choose the middle chapter? The middle chapter? I think when the middle chapter came out, mm-hmm. it was apparent that you were going to see these two characters together. Right. But, spoiler alert, uh, at the end of the first movie, they Uh-oh. say, are we going to meet up in six months? Because it's about two people who meet by happenstance, Mm -hmm. spend the night together. It's called Before Sunrise. Yeah. And they make the choice to not exchange any personal information. And they're like, well, let's meet up six months from now. And then, so you're waiting and waiting and waiting to see what happens to these characters. So you know when the second one's coming out that eventually you're going to see them together. But you don't know what happened Mm -hmm. after the events of the first day. It's one of those things where it's like the less you know about it, the better. better. But like that's the basic idea is you're going to pop in with these characters for very briefly for every nine years. And it's uh, each one takes place in like a different part of the The world. The movies come out every Every nine nine years. years. Wow. The actors age and like they bring their own experiences into it. You should watch the first one. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And I think you'll want to watch, watch the, the other. Yeah, they're they're fantastic. That's good like you and your girlfriend. Like that's good. Yeah, yeah. Sit down sure. on the couch, watch a watch a romantic movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a talkie though, so don't be sleepy. It's all dialogue. Okay. It's they're all just walking just around. I'll take, my, I'll take my caffeine pills yeah. before I watch it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean I you're gonna say... be dead, so you're never gonna see it because we're all dead after <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, I fuck I keep forgetting I'm gonna die tonight. <laughs> I will say I've been together with Heath for five years and I've been trying to get him to watch these movies. He's not a movie dude, but I'm like this is what you need to do for me. It's just watch these before trilogy with me, please. Can you just do this? You do the thing I want you to do. You should have held the marriage thing over his head. Yes. Like, yeah, <laughs> your fucking life. <laughs> watch the before trilogy and then we'll talk. We'll talk. All right. Yeah. But yeah, I love those films. <laughs> that one. It's good. It's good, Jim. Uh, but yeah, High Fidelity takes the top for me. Man. When so people good. ask me what my favorite film is, I say it is my favorite. I've definitely seen better executed films than High Fidelity, but the High Fidelity execution level is also very, very high. 
It's a goddamn good movie. John Cusack. It's a great, it's a great book. And Nick Hornby. I, I mm-hmm. want to say he was involved with the screenwriting. So it's like one he of those was. like book to movie versions that you're like, oh yeah, they did an awesome job of that. And the original yeah. takes place. Nick Hornby is British. Right. He's English. So the original takes place obviously in England. But John Cusack loved the book so much that he went to Nick Hornby personally and said, I want to make this movie, but can I please make it in Chicago, where I'm from? Right. Because there's such strong ties to where you grew up and the things you experienced as a child. But I will say the location change almost changes nothing. That's true. Like, Hmm. the adaptation is so strong. The characters are so great. Just every single relationship in that film is hilarious. It's got a pretty tight cast. It's not a sprawling cast by any means. Jack Black. Jack Black. Yep. I will now sell four copies of the beta band. Yes. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Every every time I hear that song, I think of that scene. And it's a good song. It's an excellent song. But yeah, the the movie talks about the complexities of what you ingest when you're growing up, pop culture-wise, music-wise, kind of makes you who you are. And there's a line of dialogue in that film where they say... It's not about what you're like, but what you like. And I've stuck with that for a really long time. That's usually yeah. how I used to judge people. Seriously. I've gotten older and now I know it is about what you are like. You don't have to like all the same things for me no. to get along with me. Exactly. But it's something that definitely stuck with me from a pretty young age seeing this film. And making that top five list. John Cusack's character is all about the top five and categorizing who you are into your life from the things you ingest. It's just great. I mean, that's what, we're the board. All, that's what we're all here for right now is to yeah. see who has the worst taste. <laughs> that's we're true. We're all judging very hard right now. <laughs> I'm going to get it's judged. True. I'm going to get judged. It will hard. be me. <laughs> Leave that. We know. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, listeners, please go check it out. It definitely. is a wonderful film that mm-hmm. maybe you haven't seen. That maybe like slipped through whenever you were growing up or if you're new to movie loving, check it out. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and definitely, Great. if you're a fan of the movie, check out Bernadette's article on it that is on StoryScreenBeacon.com. It is a phenomenally structured article. She's got a lot of really good things to say because she's obviously very passionate about the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> we will move on to uh, Yi Young Robert. <laughs> that is I. Okay, so we'll start with Diana since she's immediately right next to you over there. So hey, what did you have the uh, for... I picked a Star Wars. Star Wars. Which, oh, you just said a Star Wars. A Star, Star Wars. Wars. Okay. I mean, that's, I was, that's kind I was, of that's cheating. cheating I was, definitely. Well, I was going with the. I, I meant a New Hope. I was going with the. A New Hope, the first one. Yeah. Not the Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> Not Episode One, the first. First episode. release uh, the first date. Episode. The one okay. that, in my mind, is the first one. Okay. okay. A New Hope. Well, that's funny because I put uh, but, Empire Strikes Back. Oh, that's fine. Oh, too. there you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm, interesting. I put the Fantastic Mr. Fox. Ooh. Ooh. Very. That's a great movie. Clever. It is a great movie. One that I have talked about a lot, and a maybe lot. and maybe have said that might be my favorite maybe movie. You have, maybe maybe some have, people listen to you when you say such things. I too wrote down Fantastic Mr. Fox. Whoa! Hey, okay, all right. And this was the one I was the most confident yeah, on I'll writing drop. down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, as we know, Bernadette is is out for blood. She's, she's trying to she win every win. chance she can yes. she could, when it comes to person me. I tasted victory, and I want more. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, flips it. I mean, all right, yeah, so we got... It's weird. Oh. Fantastic Mr. Fox, and then he cheated. He's a cheater. Wow. <laughs> Fight Club slash Donnie Darko. Never Ooh. seen that movie. Those two Fight Club slash Donnie Darko. Those Never two, seen it. Who's in that movie? Those two cancel like, each other out. Like actually, so. so when I was choosing... My favorite movie. Oh, man. It made me think of... I, Fantastic Mr. Fox, I chose very easily. 
And then the other movies, it made me think of an anecdote of how I first saw those movies. As you guys know, there's a lot of reason. There's a lot of reasons I probably haven't seen a lot of movies. But one of the biggest reasons, because when I was growing up, my parents were very strict about R ratings, and they didn't let me see a lot of movies. And when ah. I was in ninth grade, I was at a friend's sleepover. Well, I'm not friends with anymore because that kid totally sucks. But we did, we had an all nighter because I mentioned probably as I mentioned to you guys many times, like, oh, I haven't seen this movie or this movie. And they're like, shut the what? fuck up, we're watching this right <laughs> now. So I watched Fight Club. Followed by Donnie Darko in the same sleepover. Mind blown. And I felt insane yeah. by which, the end of it. Which are maybe arguably the most ninth grade boy movies oh, of yeah. all time. But I do I attribute a lot of I mean, I love Donnie Darko. Why I'm into movies the way I am is like that sleepover the and like the conversations talking about those movies and I wanted to choose kind of bookends to my taste. I think Fantastic Mr. Fox and I probably would lean more towards Fight Club. More so than Donnie Darko, but I think Donnie Darko is like also something that like equally broke my my brain. Yeah, and it made me so it, if it influenced my taste. Like I never before saw both those movies kind of deal with the protagonist being the antagonist in a way, mm. and like versing yourself and using that as a narrative device. And it's followed me throughout my entire life. And if if a lot of people have read a lot of my work, it's very that's that's something that's very prevalent in the things that I write is is that same idea. And I don't know if we're talking about directors later, but I think that will also help kind of sprinkle the final layer to, like, why the movies I like are the movies I like. Yeah. Right. What Fantastic Mr. Fox. Talk on that a little bit, man. Oh, man. It's actually well, easy. Calm down. Oh, oh, my God. Robert is on the ceiling. He did a flip. It's incredible, really. Um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, I think we talk about, like, comfort food as yeah. movies a lot. And that is that for me. Like, I love Robert loves animation. We know the Pepsi <laughs> Journal yes. broke the story. They yeah. really yes. broke the story yeah. on that one. Definitely stop motion. But I love, but so I love cartoons. I really do. Like I love cartoons. I love stop motion. I watched Night Before Christmas probably more than anyone has. I remember the least amount of it because I was young. But Fantastic Mr. Fox, I think he's he's a beautiful adult story told in like a kid's kind of aesthetic, and I think it's something that only Wes Anderson can do. I think Isle of Dogs, which we're seeing very soon, is just going to blow my mind. Yeah, but I, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I can watch it. I could watch that movie every day because it just makes me feel good. You know, right? I I love it. What's up, Burn? We know. Oh, I was just going to say it's different. It's different. (laughs) It's different. When your eyes are doing that, I feel like you're not listening to me. Uh, all right, so uh, I think right now this is a, a good moment to take a break real quick. We are halfway through going, and when we come back, we will do uh, Diana's, and we will do mine, and then uh, we're going to have ourselves a little uh, a little director talk Ooh. as, a, as a separate column from this, which I think is going to be a lot of fun. I think we're all pretty excited to talk about these specific people. But uh, So we will be right back after this commercial break. Hello. Welcome to another episode of It's Fitz, where Story Screen's film laureate, Brian Robert Fitzgibbons, speaks on a film. Today, Fitz will discuss the 1999 David Fincher film, Fight Club. I just watched that movie. Um, It's a really good movie, David Fincher. Big fan of David Fincher. Um, Seven's probably better. Um, Meatloaf's in it. Yeah. Dalen. This has been another episode 
of its fits. All right, and welcome back. Uh, we're just going to keep on trucking around. So now we're on Diana. We're going to say what our guesses were for that. And it's, I guess it falls on me. Ooh, yeah, dude, you better get this shit Some right. real pressure. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was hard. I have a hard time. This is time. a hard one, yeah. Oh, well, because there's so many favorite movies. And like we talk said, about movies a lot. those top five lists, they, they fluctuate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was going to, I went with a, I, I was going to put Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Wow. That's definitely up there. But I did not. So I'm not going to cheat there and like do a whole Robbie thing where I write down like two movies in a spot gave, where there's supposed to be one. I gave you an anecdote and I said I would lean more towards Fight Club. You so know, fuck off. And you guys all gave me a hard time for writing, for taking so long to write down you my second wrote down movie. three options. I only wrote down two, <laughs> Robert. Anyway. We can make this a Sean and Robbie podcast, but that's every other episode. That's, that's pretty that's much right. all. That's yeah. We got to focus on Jack. We got to do a normal Take a break. From uh, so I'll take the brunt this time. Thank you. I appreciate I, uh, it. Well, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about what movies I like. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Diana. I'm trying to get back there. Uh, so I put The Goonies. Ah. Okay. Not bad. And judging from Diana's uh, reaction, I don't think that that is one of them. Oh, but right, like one she didn't think of. But, uh, That's okay. a great one. But yeah, uh, I, I know we've watched we've watched the Goonies before. It's really good. We we have a bunch of uh, you know inside jokes and references to that movie, and uh, I figured that was like a good a good idea. I had a bunch of ones up there, and I just had to I had to pick one to be able to write down because that's the rule, <laughs> and so I picked the Goonies. So I wasn't explained to me properly. Okay. Huh? <laughs> Uh, Diana, I also took a long time writing down my guesses for people because I got hung up on yours. You are a puzzle box wrapped in an enigma um, oh, so for me. Flattering. And you like Lost, so this um, is great. And I love Lost, but I, I'm not, I wasn't always so good at figuring out the puzzles about it. Uh, so I think this is wrong, but I took a shot in the dark. I said, The Big Lebowski. Ooh, That's a good one. No, that good is a guess. good one. So that, that was my guess. That is a good guess. one. Yes. All right. When I had to make this guess... It was kind of in the era of what I know that you do like and films that probably stuck with you when you were young that you watched. And so I went with a John Hughes movie, but I had a hard time choosing which John Hughes movie to go with. So I kind of went, instead of doing like Breakfast Club, I went with Pretty in Pink. Ooh, Ooh. I was going to say that's the that's best job. That's the, that's the good one. That's that was on my educated guest. Yeah. Ooh. Uh-huh. These are good. These are good. Oh, Robert. So, Diana, I think I've known for the least amount of time at the table, but Truth. I've grown to love her as a sister. Oh, baby. <laughs> um, and, you know, we do talk a lot about movies, but I'm still trying to, you know, I'm figuring out Diana and, and I'll get to know her taste and everything that she likes over time. But I said Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, that's a great one. I feel like that movie is like super upper alley. Um, you said you Definitely. like comfort food and silly stuff. I don't know if Little Miss Sunshine is a silly comfort food. It's a great movie. There's some silliness to it, and I think that, you know, the, I feel like a lot of us really like kind of like the lightness and darkness of movies, and that kind of falls into like our top list. It's kind of movies yeah. that have serious themes but are wrapped in like really fun dialogue and fun situations. So that's kind of that was where my head was at. When that's I a good curveball choice so, right there. I yes. like that. Mm-hmm. I would say no one picked my what I've actually put down, but Surprise. all the stuff that you guys picked is pretty accurate Up to my there. taste. Mm-hmm. Oof. Um, love, test. love Little Miss Sunshine. Um, I, I love Coen Brothers. I love Big Lebowski. That's one I grew up watching a lot. Um, Goonies, I think I watched with your, your best bud, Brian. Mm-hmm. 
when I was painting glow-in-the-dark star- stars on your ceiling in your room as a surprise. Oh, my old apartment, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, it's so um, fucking cute. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Audience, uh, and that Robert was the... just turned into a flower <laughs> because yeah. of how cute the stars are. I have so many <laughs> seeds on the ground. <laughs> But yeah, and I and I love John Hughes, and that's on my short list for my director pick for sure. Okay, and yeah. so these ones as were Woo! Sarah Marshall, nice, and uh, her Happy. second one was Labyrinth, nice, nice. Yes. So, comfort food indeed. Yes. So, yeah. so for uh, you know when we were talking about favorite movies mm-hmm. and not necessarily what we think are the best movies, I was trying to think of movies I watch to cheer myself up when I'm yeah. not feeling great. And sad tissues or happy tissues? Exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly. So I have like a, a soft spot for forgetting Sarah Marshall, and it, in a way that ties to Labyrinth because I love Muppets, I love Jim Henson, mm-hmm. I love stop motion animation. So I love oh, your yes. choice of Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's so good. Um, but yeah, I grew up watching Labyrinth, and I always liked all the like the scary Muppet, yeah, know, Dark mm-hmm. Crystal versus like all the regular straightforward Muppets Take Manhattan and everything like that. But I love me some David Bowie. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean oh, who, yeah. who defunct doesn't, right? Uh, I love the music in that. And so that's always been like a long-held favorite. I bonded with one of my best friends from college over us sitting down in the common area when that was playing. And we were like, yeah, let's go watch this. <laughs> and Forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think, was like when I went to see that in the theater... I was in a like a really low point, and that movie made me laugh out loud so much. That movie's me really too. It's fucking fun. Very it's underrated. Very yeah, plus yeah, I love that movie. Plus, just like the sequences of him being sad at the <laughs> piano, like playing yeah. and like yeah. crying and like sitting naked in his apartment eating cereal. Like those are all like real things. <laughs> yeah. that Don't happen do to someone. Like you're doing that. Yeah, you're yeah. just like you're doing shitty things because you're not over somebody, and it's just really funny. And Bill Hader's in it for a little bit. Love him. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. great. Yeah, so everything he does. It's a good one. And the fact that that movie, Jason Segel's Love of Puppets, oh, led yeah. to yeah, the Muppets coming, which is awesome. Amazing. That movie is one of my favorite like traditional f- comedy movies. Right. Like, there yeah, are not yes. a lot of comedy movies that I hold like near and dear. Yeah. I guess Hot Fuzz is definitely considered a comedy, but like right. of like just like straight up comedy movies. Slap like Hot Fuzz. Or, I'm sorry, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. <laughs> well, Hot Fuzz, yes. But yeah. also Forgetting Sarah Marshall is just like right. one yeah. of my favorite Plus if I have friends movies. that like romantic comedies yeah. and they're not really, like some of my... Point them in that direction. Right. Some yeah. of my friends or roommates <clears throat> that I've had over the years, they kind of tend to like the lovey-dovey romantic comedy as an escapism and I'm like, hey, here's like a legitimately hilarious one. I show people Just Friends when yeah. that question comes oh. up. I'm like, watch Just Friends. Because yeah. yeah. that movie's mm-hmm. like real silly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Such a good choice. Yeah. Very good. I feel like... Um, I, I think we movie it's like it came out during the time of like the super bads and things like that. Yeah. But I think this movie There's like mid two thousands like comedy movies. And like it was kind of like a renaissance of comedy movies. Not all <coughs> of them like hit as well. And, and I think we'll probably offer fair share of critiques on a lot of them. But sure. I think for Game Star Marshall does really stand apart from those movies and does. it doesn't really get talked about anymore, which is like kind of super unfortunate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got that really unfortunate sequel. sequel get him that to the just, Greek, like, has right? nothing to do with the movie at That's all. That's barely a sequel. What, it's barely a sequel. They, but they pitched yeah. it as a yeah. sequel. Oh, they so really did. Because, hard. like, for well, Sarah Marshall about... was just, like, a massive runaway hit. People yeah. were like, nobody in this movie, like, nobody, Mia Kunis was on that 70s show. Yeah. And you had Veronica Mars. You had the dude that was on <laughs> Freaks and Geeks. And then you had some fucking guy that was like, you know, just like the British Johnny Knoxville. Like, <laughs> nobody cared about these people. He, he is like if you took 
uh, Jack Sparrow out of Johnny Depp and oh. like made it into a, a person. I made him into a picture. <laughs> you know what? But the, it, it's like he he's really enjoyable in forgetting Sarah Marshall, but then when they have a whole movie revolved around him, forget him to the Greek. It's no, a it's too good. much. It's too much. But, he's uh, much better as a side piece. Yeah, yeah. You cut mm-hmm. two, and he's doing ridiculous things. Plus, yeah. uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall has one of like my favorite Paul Rudd lines when he's like playing the like. <laughs> Um, he's playing like the instructor for surfing. Yeah, Kunu. And then he's like, "When life gives you lemons, just say fuck, fuck the lemons the and bail." And, yeah. and I've held on to that. That's a good one. Like time and time again, where I'm like, "I don't have to do this. Fuck the lemons and bail. Let's just go." There's, yeah. a, there's a really good Jonah Hill line. It's like two seconds. Is when Jonah Hill's like someone's like waiter. And oh, he's yeah, like, no, he has a part say. where like he's like asking a question oh, or something, yeah. and he just goes, "I guess I'll just go fuck myself." Yeah, he says, "Oh fuck me, right?" Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I do that, and I say that all the time. Yeah, if you worked in like the service industry, like that's most 100%. minutes of totally. your day. It's like yeah. I'll just go no, fuck myself. Yeah, fuck right? me, I guess. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. cool. Yeah, Diana, what a solid choice. Because yeah, that's like a, a very realistic way. Because all of those characters go into the mourning period of their relationship mm-hmm. in the worst possible way. Right. But they handle it in such a good positive way it's like the quickest like regrouping of a character i've ever seen in a rom-com where i'm like no i think like you're actually healthy because you realize you aren't healthy yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's so relatable <laughs> yeah and it also kicked off that little short stint in comedy movies where they realize that like flaccid naked dicks are funny <laughs> yeah because they are, they are oh, so they're fucking hilarious. To get there. So and it's gone again. It was like flash, yeah. flash in the pan. We got that it's gone dope again. Netflix yeah. show, um, uh, American Vandal, which is yeah, uh, which yeah. is very but no. But like this is like <laughs> no. But this is like actual human naked dick. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, hilarious. Because there were a couple the other... noise. I've got a surprise <laughs> for you. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Oh, oh my god, are yeah. you breaking up with me? <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that's why, like, it makes you laugh, so. That's yeah. a great, yeah, I, I can't, that's a really good, solid choice. That movie is probably on my top ten favorite of all time, too. Really? Somewhere, yeah. Very interesting. Absolutely. It's, really... that, it's, like, one of my favorite comedies. I can mm-hmm. watch it, and I think it's got such a big heart, and that's what makes real comedies work. They can be, like, the grossest, nastiest jokes, as long as it's got a lot of heart. Yeah. You're gonna, like, the, like Groundhog Day was one of the first movies story screen ever show because I think it's a pretty perfect movie because like it's super dark when you really think about it but it presents it all in like a very funny light way and at the end of the day it's got a lot of heart and Mm -hmm. I like movies I like movies with heart Mm -hmm. you got a heart on for them I got a heart on for them (laughs) well good good job Diana you picked the best one cool yeah you won you won won. the podcast yeah forget Mike's movie we're not even gonna go alright well guys thank you guys so much this is the last one we're all gonna die thank Uh, you just a little bit cheers to the punch my mouth is starting to foam no one picked the invitation as their favorite nope (laughs) (laughs) Um, alright so I guess we'll move on to the the final one here which would be me Uh, so we will move directly over to Jack Jack you're up first Finishing it off. Okay, Burgie, I picked for you, and this was tough. There's a lot. But I did pick Blade Runner for this one. The original. Ooh. Not the new one. Okay. Final cut? or Not the villain new one. <laughs> the, the theatrical cut? Theatrical release? Theatrical release? Yeah. Oh, no, the one with the narration for sure. Yeah. Uh, Burge likes his, his first narration. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I have another guess I think is more appropriate, but maybe I'll come come back to me if, if someone else doesn't okay. this one. This is a good guess. 
So I figure your well of movie knowledge is a lot deeper than my well of movie knowledge. And so narrowing in on something that I might not have ever had a conversation with you about would have been really difficult. Because I feel like there's probably something that could be your favorite that I've never even heard you talk about. Because we're always talking about movies and it's nonstop. So my choice for you was a personal choice of La La Land. I know that's probably not your favorite. But that was just my my guess because I really didn't know what to guess. Totally, yes, no, yeah, these are both these great are both guess. very good guesses. These yeah. are both movies that I really fucking well, like. and also a lot, a lot, I know. <laughs> and, and still does. <laughs> I yes. cry every single time. Being that Mike was the only one that knew this was going to be a competition, he yeah. very well could have picked movies that none of us have heard of nope. that only he and, has seen. And yeah. in actuality, I made sure to pick movies that I have specifically. Mentioned, mentioned you guys. Okay. They're movies everybody knows. Yeah. Okay. And cool. uh, and I, again, too, uh, you have to just trust me on this. By sheer force of will, I did not think about what your favorite ones would be, so that I had an upper hand. Whenever the thought would come into my head, I'd be like, yeah. "Think about cats." <laughs> mm. Cats, as, as he often does. As I do. That's how yes. I. I just I think about cats. And I forget what I'm doing. Mm. The show. No, the animal. <laughs> the play. cats. That's what the, the animal's based off the Broadway play. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. True. So I, uh, I know Burge has a deep love of noir movies, um, and I think that even like his own, like writing style, from what he's told me, are, is also like kind of based a lot around like noir as well. Um, I chose this, and sometimes I was kind of battling with it. Cause I'm like, does it feel a little too like film school? Like if someone's like, my favorite movie is Susan Kane. I'm just like, fuck yourself. Like it's a great movie. They're like, I don't fuck. Like get out of here. A little battleship Potemkin. No, you don't. <laughs> No, you don't. No, you no one does. But uh, I said Chinatown. Ooh, I said Chinatown because I think it's a it's a classic movie. I could see it being maybe the inception of like Creative Burge and, and maybe the way he looks at a lot of movies and why he likes a lot of movies. Aww. And there is one quote. There was one time, because it's hard to deal with me because I'm like <laughs> annoying and don't know a ton Aww, about right. a lot of movies. And I remember I said something. I can't remember what it was because it probably wasn't that great. But I said something kind of eloquent about Chinatown, and Burge was just like, when you talk like that, I'm in love with you. <laughs> Do that more often. So that kind of like stuck with me for a while. So that's my choice. Chinatown, that's that's a damn good one. Mm. I like myself a good Jack Nicholson. Oh, yes, you do. Roland Polanski's kind of a fuck, but uh, He's kind he of makes cool. good movies. Yeah. Makes yeah. very good movies. Yeah. I see. All right, well, I went for comfort food choice. I, I know that you're a big Joss Whedon fan, and so I went the route of Serenity. That is the biggest, mm-hmm. the biggest poster in this so room. I, so. I, oh, yeah. That's I, right. I, went, I went for that because I know... Diana just looked up. She's like, yeah, we can't, I think. We can't yeah. pick TV. <laughs> I mean, you know, we can't pick TV, and you love Buffy, so I know you love some Firefly. So mm. I went that route, but... Serenity is definitely one of my favorite movies. movies as well. Like, okay. like, that is just, like, a really... Comfort food's, like, perfect word. Like, that's a good movie. Joss Whedon just getting, getting it did. Yeah. The cast is great. Love the Firefly show. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. Serenity was a really good way to top that off. We don't need any more. Mm-hmm. I don't even necessarily want any more yeah, anymore. Nathan Fillion doesn't just, look so just good the way anymore. it is. That's Firefly. <laughs> you can just keep rewatching it. It's like you can just keep rewatching it. It's great. In there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they can see G's face. Yeah. yeah, and um Did anyone get it right? No, nobody okay. got either of them. Is it good, the bad, and the ugly? No. Damn. Okay. Right. No. Nope. Your let gravestone is let there. Let us know. Yeah, so I put my, like I said, I had to finally pick what my favorite movie of all time is, and it always switches between the top three. 
Mm-hmm. Which, uh, the third one that didn't make it onto this is Empire Strikes Back. I think okay. it's like a okay. perfect, Fair. great movie, but that Absolutely. is not on Absolutely. here. And I finally had to decide, all right, which one of these top two, it's always switching depending on my mood, but I finally decided the other day that my favorite movie of all time is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, oh, shit, I, I, I told you Back to the Future outside. And Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Oh. David, you were talking about Who Framed Roger Rabbit he for was. like 10 minutes the other day. He and said I just it to me, you said it to me also. I just was telling Bernard outside, I'm like, it's probably Back to the Future or some uh, shit. I, yeah, do I you know, said that outside. They're a perfect yeah. movie. I do Who know Mikey fra- loves some Who Framed future. Roger Rabbit. I just rewatched it about like a week and a half ago. That is, there is nothing wrong with that movie. It is I from mean, the, the start... I couldn't watch it, it when I was just a kid. Keeps going. You were having a hard time mm-hmm. thinking of Bob Hoskins' name the other day. I know I couldn't remember Bob Hoskins' name. He was just in a like, fervor. It left away from me, but I got it. Yeah, I got you it. did get it eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's such a good story of uh, thinking that you know who the bad guy is when mm-hmm. you don't. Mm-hmm. Such a good flip on that dialogue, similar to what you were talking about earlier, Robbie. Yes. Or like. Antagonist can be protagonist. Mm. Oh, Christopher Lloyd in both too. Yeah, True. Christopher Lloyd is in both. Both directed by Robert Zemeckis too, which is a complete oh, accident. I it's love like, Robert. I, I love Robert Zemeckis. He's give or go. Like I mean, <laughs> the guy's made some like really great movies that are inarguably like just like like Castaway. Yeah, is like that was a hard movie to make, and they made it very interesting. They made a bunch of money. It was successful. Mm-hmm. Like, but he made Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Did all the Back to the Future movies specifically. I love the first one because I think it's the tightest. You don't really need the other ones at the end of it, even though it says to be continued. It's just for fun. Um, for money. For fun. Money. <laughs> uh, but yeah, love Back to the Future. Marty McFly was like one of my original role models growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wanted him I mean, and Bart so Simpson. He's so cool, right? He's so fucking cool. Yeah. Like he fucks. That guy mm-hmm. fucks. He fucks maybe like too much in the wrong places. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah! Don't Spo- fuck around. Spoilers! Yeah, yeah, back there. <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. You watch this thing. This thing was made of uh, thirty years ago, man, and mm-hmm. it looks phenomenal. Like it is the most perfect. Like a thing that is not there, whether it's CGI or animation, interacting with the set due to props and actors. They've never done it better than that, and it's been thirty years, and it is everything's perfect. It's crazy that we don't see movies like that anymore. Because we've had a few, like, you know, there's, like, Space Jams, mm-hmm. and then, like, they tried to do a Looney Tunes movie. Oh. Not fairly recently. Oh, the Brendan but Fraser the Brendan one? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, they've, shitty movie. they've oh, no. tried. They've I tried, but, like, it never hits, like, the same Enchanted way. did okay when Enchanted came out. Oh, I really okay. enjoyed that. Though mm-hmm. I think that was, like, the closest to coming to, like, a really good interpretation yeah. of... Things not being there, interacting. Well, with I mean, things being there. Would you would but, you count like Guardians of the Galaxy? Like two of the characters are oh, yeah. that's a good CGI, point. I guess and they're interacting with them. The DNA. I guess that's kind there. of become the new animation. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you think of like Jungle Book. Star Wars. Jungle Book, Star yeah. Wars. But to a lot me, of it's not movies. the same. It's not right. like it's not like <laughs> two just, very unclear things. I was just googling things. what what the the name was for. Cool World. Do you remember oh, that? Oh, Cool World with Brad Pitt. <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like, what was that movie Gregory with Brad Peck? Pitt? I have not uh, seen that. I had Gabriel Byrne in Gabriel it. Byrne. I always get him and Gregory Peck confused. <laughs> Different ages. Different eras. Like That's he cool. He looks like a peck. He looks like a peck. Uh, isn't that, oh, isn't that the one they have sex with the cartoons? In, in oh, yeah. He one? fucks a cartoon in that movie. Yeah. Holy I mean, everybody's I was like a little 
too young to, make to her, see that. So that she can be real. Yeah. Everyone's thinking oh, about that. Oh, gosh. That makes me fun, right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the free ride rabbit was like the first time that I was like, whoa. Whoa. Cartoon? Cartoon. I think my parents Hello. showed me. And I watched that like alone. Like yeah. I didn't want my parents to know I was watching it. My parents showed me Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and I, I guess they just didn't fucking know. Because they get to the scene where like they're putting the dude in the acid or when he's getting like, like steamrolled over. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, oh, we, we fucked up Robbie. We fucked him up already. We broke him. When Christopher Lloyd gets run over by the steamroller at the end, they just stay on it. And you're like, stop! No! And no! no! And his, eye, his eyeballs like, come out of his head, right? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, like eventually he, he pops his eyeballs out because he's a he's, spoiler alert for Who Friend Runs Rabbit. <laughs> he's, he's a cartoon. When I killed your brother, <laughs> it's terrifying. You know, it's like, and again, like this is a, it's this is a. Who <laughs> from Roger Rabbit is a noir. Yes, and it's, it's like in like the strictest sense, it is like a straight forties, fifties noir, mm-hmm. and they've just put like cartoons in there. And this is like who it's it. Disney and Warner Brothers, and anybody like Betty Boop, anything that they can get in there, they were all working together. It's before. When they were just like, let's do this for fun because it's a cool idea. It's kind of like Wreck-It Ralph, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where they're just oh, like, and Ready yeah. Player One is about to do that as well. Where exactly. it's like, how did, like, the licensing of all this stuff must be insane. You thought Infinity War was the greatest crossover movie of all time. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently, like, uh, like Wreck-It Ralph, like, like some people, like Nintendo is like apparently the hardest people to work for when you're licensing, really? licensing their stuff. And like, I think Bowser Bowser's in the, yeah, movie, and, like, in the movie and like he... Uh, Nintendo was just like, he's too big, or like, he's too small. You need to, like, make him this exact proportion. Aww. Mm. Well, now that we have Luigi's penis to go off of, we can make measurements, these measurements. <laughs> now we know, now we yes. know they're all actually very Nintendo small Nintendo has revealed the Luigi's size penis. of Luigi's yeah, penis. So, we so know this. before we, like, go into director talk, mm-hmm. can we do, like, a super quick round the table of, like, what your, like, third or fourth choice was that you... You were like, oh, sure, I like yeah. this yeah. one. But well, I, I mean, Jack it. already said yours said was the witch. The witch, the witch. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine is definitely Empire Strikes Back, and probably right close behind there is um, the Big Lebowski, probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for favorite. It's not necessarily my favorite Coen Brothers movie, but yeah. it's probably like, well, if like I'm going to put it on there, I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah that's the one that I put on the list. Ooh. Yeah. Robbie but already like, put three on his. I already put so three on mine. Robbie put three. Out. Okay. Um, yeah, but he had an anecdote for it, so like, it's fine. Yeah, I guess. Right. I wove it together like a storyteller. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bird, what about you? Uh, yeah, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. We kind of touched on yeah, sure. that uh-huh. earlier that I just love that film. That was, I had seen Rushmore when I was younger, but then I had seen Life Aquatic when I was in college. And yeah. That was a very formative time to see a movie like that. Mm-hmm. And so it really stuck with me more than Rushmore, but I also really love Rushmore. I love Rushmore. That was on mine for sure. Yeah. And then also, I love Edgar Wright. I love everything he puts out. Totally. But the movie that I think I go back to the most is Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Okay. That just for like, so good. that's my comfort food. It's like the yeah. smile the entire time. Yeah. And I just recently read all of the comics. Oh, cool. And so I got kind of like a deeper world of yeah. that. But even though there were distinct differences in the adaptation, yeah, sure. I was like, he couldn't have done that movie any better. Like, he yeah. cut out the things he needed to. Yeah. He kind of changed some character traits into other characters. Yeah. But and the movie they... works 100%. And the, the casting, too, is yeah. just so like good. top-notch. Chris Evans in that is like That's baby. That character baby. on the page. And Brandon <laughs> Ruth, like the fact that we got Superman and Captain America in those yes. movies. <laughs> unknowingly one of them like that's fantastic and a graphic novel adaptation yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're like superheroes in their own and what's her face too it's brie larson so it's captain marvel's in there too mm-hmm. well now everyone who's been an actor is now it's not sucked everyone up yeah, yeah that's like the british television of for us yeah it's yeah. like yes. every actor ever is in 
the Marvel movies now. Yeah, well, yeah. it's like it's like uh, you have a bunch of sauce on a plate after you ate your your pasta, and the, and the Marvel movies just the bread. bread, just soaking <laughs> up all that <laughs> that talent, you know, all that good, all the sauce. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, you guys all get that, right? <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. I think I might have also said uh, Empire Strikes Back for mine. Also, I forgot Ooh. I wrote down on the list for Burge. I said Chinatown slash Alien Covenant. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, those two are so close. They're very, I mean, one's, they're both classic whodunit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Alien Covenant, it's the it's the robot man. Yeah, true. Sorry. Well, no, one the aliens one. did it. They both kind of. What? We're not talking about any more of this. Yeah, yeah no, sorry. <laughs> Diana, do you have another one? It's a very uh, underrated movie. So yeah, um, <laughs> probably my close third and fourth were going to be Princess Bride. Cool. Yeah. Nice. As, as an Excellent. extra comfort mm, yeah. food. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have cable anymore, but that growing up was like, oh, it's on TV? I'm going to sit down and watch this. Watch that. <laughs> yep. Um, that was always on TV. And it was always yeah. on. Yeah. So it was also like Death to Smoochie for a while. Death to Smoochie. Oh, What's up with that? I, I was, I was so thinking dark. about that. It's weird. So it was like, dark. there was a while where it was on Comedy Central, just like, so we're going to do like, what, four hours of Death yeah. to Smoochie? Yeah, I, I don't want to see Back Robin back, Williams couple Death like that. Whatever. It's so good. It's a rocket ship! <laughs> yeah. uh, but, um, so I had, yeah, I had Princess Bride and I also had, uh, kind of a go-to at my house was Stand By Me. Oh, okay. So, like, as a kid, because my sisters are way older than me, that was, like, that was rated R back then because Mm. they didn't have PG-13 yet, and that was, like, my first R-rated movie Mm -hmm. that I got to Mm -hmm. see. Yeah, that's like yeah. with when I picked the Goonies, I was like, "Stand by me, the Goonies." Those types yeah. of movies, we, I was like, "Which mm-hmm. one am I?" No, serious. Era? Yeah, Goonies. Like my, I would go to my cousin's house and we'd watch um, Better Off Dead, mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and Pretty in Pink, like all the time. And we'd yeah. get up early and watch them before like my sister and and her brother got up and started. Man, Pretty in Pink was a good guess, yeah. Bernadette. Like, oh, thank you. Yeah. That's very close. I'm, I'm kind of upset that I didn't come up with that. <laughs> I love, I love Bad sad boyfriend. Harry yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so rounding this off, one of the the things that I also asked was uh, beyond just like coming up with like some of your favorite movies that we could discuss and take part in this game that we did not know that we were doing. Uh, we also <laughs> said like to come up with not necessarily your favorite director. Uh, or not necessarily your favorite or like the, what you consider the best, but someone that you find interesting that you, you know, like you're excited about their work, you enjoy the work, you enjoy sharing it and you maybe want to say something about it because directors really are kind of like sometimes the ones that kind of get overlooked mm. by people who don't really like pay attention to like how a movie is made and what it does. Like yeah. There's the classic George Miller thing with the Academy Awards where Mad Max Fury Road won like every technical achievement it possibly could and then when it came time for george miller to get the best director director because he made all those people do that stuff they were like now we're gonna give it to the revenant guy Mm. you're like all right cool cool real cool and his face when it happens too i still remember he was sitting like all the way at the end of a row way up and he's just sitting there and he knows yeah he's like i'm not winning and it happens and he's just like "Mm mm-hmm you're so, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Still yeah. made a kick-ass fucking movie. I don't care. Fury Road. <laughs> I, I had some play in my mind. I'm just like, you got the balls to put Fury Road on that list on the, in your top two. That like, would have been a pretty Fury Road is so not bad. bad. It's That's very a good. Great it's good. So, the more contemporary movies, I think I I need to like and like yeah, Phantom of Fox is on there, but I I didn't want to do two fairly recent yeah, movies. Give more time. Yeah, mold over time. a little bit. Totally. Yeah. 2017 is probably gonna. Sneak its way up there at some point. So is this going to be a game as well? No, nope, this we is not a game. This is out? this is a nice little palate cleanser at the okay. end here where we're just going to talk about... Uh, I'm actually really excited to see which uh, mm-hmm. which directors you guys picked. And I doubt there will be an overlap on this. I don't think like, so. Because it's so... 
We didn't have any overlaps. I think the only overlap we have was uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox was talked about. Was talked about where like it could have been both of you guys. Yeah. And I really don't think there was an overlap, really. Mm-hmm. There were overlap of guesses. That's yeah, what I was saying. Like sure. you both yes. said Fantastic Mr. I think Fox. Little Miss Sunshine came up a few times. Uh, yeah. And also yeah. um Royal Tenenbaums. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no uh, no official like repeats. Yeah. I'm just glad that I'm walking out of here and I have seen every single movie that people put on their first and second. That's true. So that feels yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So I guess <laughs> it, I bet it does. Uh, I guess if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna consider it a competition, I guess uh technically me, Jack and Bernadette, uh tied. So as the tiebreaker because I guess the witch, and that was so close, I fucking win. Yeah, so okay. moving on, uh-huh. um, we're going to talk about... Who knew he'd win his own game? <laughs> I win. Mm. I win. That's it. And we're all going to fucking die. This time like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not So, Robert, why don't we start with you? Sure. Since you started with Bernadette before, and technically started with Jack. Yes. Well, you were the first to speak. Uh, yeah, 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 that's I, true. I understand. Um, I just so, want to give Robert a little, like, he's just such a beautiful little cartoon flower over there. That's me. Uh, I, I had to think about this one way harder than the movie question. Because um, I chose someone who I don't love all their movies, but I love them as an artist. And I think that they hit the scene in a way that I really respect and what they do now is something I like still really respect and it's Kevin Smith. Oh, nice. Okay. Kevin yeah. Smith I think is really one of my favorite directors in, and like the way I talked about how thank you <laughs> the way I kind of talked about how Fight Club and Dying Darko is kind of what made me think about movies critically I wouldn't be doing podcasts if it was not for Kevin Smith. Smodcast is one of the first podcasts I ever listened to. My older cousin is the one who put me onto it. He's like, you should listen to the podcast. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And then I remember like staying up all night just listening to every single episode of Smodcast. And it was kind of before they were on Stitcher and any of that stuff. It was still, like, they had like 100 episodes. <laughs> we have 100 episodes. Hey. Now. Holy shit. But, um, and I think that Kevin Smith, he always says, like, no one was making, no one was making the movies I wanted to see, so then I made Clerks, because that's the kind of movie I want. And, like, you know... I think a lot of like the humor in some of his older movies and probably all, his entire library of work don't always hold up mm. nowadays, but I do think that I really respect what he did for movies. I really respect the kind of movies that he made, and I love Clerks, and I um, I love Dogma, and I love... Um, Dogma's great. And yeah. Red State, I actually went to the New York City premiere of Red State. Cool! I like, bought tickets, and I and they had like, a Q&A afterwards, and John Goodman's not really that nice. But it's fine. I know. Um, but yeah, I just, I really, I have a lot of, like, I have a deep respect for Kevin Smith, and, like, I really like the way that he is a conversationalist, and he just loves, like, talking, and he just seems like the most genuine dude, and he's just a super nerd, and, like, it's someone who I really admire, and he'll, he'll dear to my heart. I'm glad he survived that heart attack. Me Seriously, too! Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> I mean, so is he, but I'm we sure. all are. Yes. And, like, maybe in the ways that you are thinking now that it might not hold up exactly as it did when you saw it. It they still kind of create that mood of the time period when yeah, it came out. Absolutely. Very evocative. So you're that you're kind of angst. like that's still good because yeah. you're yeah. like it takes you back to that. You're like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So and I, I also okay. like I like Clerks too also. Yeah. Clerks too is fun. <laughs> you <laughs> know the scene yes. in Chasing Amy where he like kind of keeps her in the car and kind of like romantically splooges all over her mm-hmm. in the car. Yeah. I have a good friend who shall go unnamed, who <gasps> they're my, my close girlfriend, and we have this mutual guy friend, mm-hmm. and he did that to both of us oh, individually. Oh. 
and how we like ended up bonding. A, a serial splooser. Some of those Kevin no. Smith movies have definitely created like nice guy complexes. Oh. Yes, yeah, for sure. For sure. And so yeah, that's but... why I kind of brought up. I was just like, listen, I, there's like problematic natures. His movies are so good. They're, they're so they're realistic. Great. Yes, exactly. Where yeah. you know people will <laughs> will do that to you. Yeah. Yes. But Tusk fucked me up for sure. I still haven't seen Tusk. I was Tusk. not into Tusk. Oh, I haven't I seen that yet. I not get into Tusk. I haven't seen that one. You should see it. Yeah. It's worth seeing for sure. I think that's on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. I love Red it's, State. It's uh, floating out there on one of them. Yeah. 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 Red Robert, State's who's good. Your, who's your, so what's your favorite Kevin Smith movie? Uh, I think it's just like Clerks. I really Clerks. think it's Clerks. Clerks. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a Cinderella I story. You know? I, I, like, I'd go Chasing Amy, honestly. Chasing Amy's Chasing cool. Amy's just so For me, it's, it's Clerks or, Dog, or Dogma, because I think yeah. that's like the peak of his career. Like mm-hmm. Those are the bookends. One literally, and one's like this kind of weird like actual studio movie that has kind of a yeah. budget to it. I love right. Dogma, but I it always falls a couple pegs down on my favorite Kevin Smith movies because mm-hmm. of like this kind of like this just like cartoonish nature of it which like some people really dig it and some people I think don't. that's probably why and it just kind of takes me it. out of it in this weird way and I think it's supposed to yeah but yeah. It, it just doesn't really ju- like I love Jane Silent Bob Strike Back I was just gonna oh, say yeah. where's the so Jane Silent Bob Strike Back that is just yeah. like a I'm Looney the click commander <laughs> yes and it's fantastic and then Red State I really I really like Red State because Kevin Smith came back from this hiatus and put out a movie that's literally not like anything he's done before. Not even yeah. close. And like, and that's why I really liked it. I was just like, I didn't know. Like, there, it's not very often you see an artist like skew so differently, but you still have the elements of like the his dialogue, his punchy dialogue, still in there. His jokes are still in there, but all the characters don't really sound too much like Kevin Smith anymore. And mm-hmm. it's a little bit more grown up. And like, it took him to be forty years old to grow up a little bit. But it's never it's never too late, you know. And like yeah. he and I always like he did a whole podcast about uh, the making of Red State, which he made super low budget, very quickly. He edited it himself, and he talked just about like how he couldn't write the movies he used to write anymore because they're not his voice. He he's too old to write about these like characters. And like Zach yeah. and Miri, he he honestly like doesn't love that movie that much because he didn't feel super like attached to it. I like. Um, I like Zach and Mary a lot. I think yeah. Zach and Mary's pretty yeah, good. He's really yeah. good. Yeah. But he it had a good. weird I had a weird like place for him, you know. So Sure. So I really I really like Red State. I also think Red State breaks a lot of like movie like rules and I kinda like it's almost like an anti movie in a lot of ways, and I kinda like that. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. a sense of like intelligence behind that as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's my answer. Nice. Nice. Very good, yeah. very well good. thought out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who uh who wants to go next? I'll go, go next. You go. Oh, are you on? Go? go for it. Uh, okay, so mine is Nicholas Winding Refn. Um, nice. I really like this guy's weird fucking movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I you want to talk about like <laughs> the anti movies? Yeah. Like I mean, he kind of hit it off with Drive. I think in a way that reached the mainstream, than in a way that none of his other movies have, because his other movies were so anti mainstream and sort of the way that like he's. I love his movies because they are mood pieces. But they are challenging in a way that is just – it's – I mean Valhalla Rising is just Mads Mikkelsen staring for like an hour and a half. It's a great and, movie. And <laughs> probably longer than an hour and a half. Probably <clears throat> two hours. But, Mads Mikkelsen is so cool. But he's so cool. And that's, <laughs> I, so cool. I think that's why I like Nicholas Winding Refn so much as a director because he is so – courageous in the way that he's able to make movies that he does not give a fuck if you are in the like he's not there to hold your attention he's there to create his vision 
his mood piece, his atmosphere, and he's not there to guide your hand through it. And I think Drive Drive is excellent. I think it's it's definitely one of his best films. Um, in the way that it kind of like strikes a balance there and gets that moody atmosphere, but is also a lot more accessible than yeah. any of those other movies. But I really re- especially respect him for taking Drive and casting Ryan Gosling in Drive, as well as a, a host of other very recognizable people, and having this kind of runaway hit with Drive in a way that he never had with any of his other movies. Um, I mean, I, I have to mention Bronson in here as well. I mean, Bronson Bronson's is great. fucking amazing. I've heard amazing. Bronson's really good. You Bronson, should you, see Robert, Bronson, yeah, Robert. Bronson. I'll check it out. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm going to come back to Bronson because I want to finish this point about Drive. But he took Drive, and after he made Drive, I think the whole world was kind of like saying like, oh, shit, this guy. Like, you know, he's made some weird stuff, but like Drive, we can get into this. The weird and things then, work really well. Exactly. The weird yeah. stuff works. The kind of like stilted dialogue works. Yeah. The music is very effective in so that good. movie. One of the best <clears throat> like movies in The hyperviolence that he does in his movies that really he is unique to him. Um, almost Tarantino-esque, but like a it's, more it's, brutal, it's more real. in a way. But almost but more like scarily realistic in yeah. the way that he pulls it off. Yes. Um, and so he had like this opportunity where he was kind of on the stage where – I think, you know, viewers were ready for the next thing from him. And I think he could have propelled himself from drive into like to be a really no, 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 to be like a really like hotshot, like mainstream, successful director. And he turned around and he started advertising Only God Forgives, which is a a sequel, not nearly a sequel, but it's starring Ryan Gosling again. And it's another movie that the trailer looked very much like kind of had the same vibes of, of Drive and like that people are like, oh, shit, it's another one by this guy that did Drive with Ryan Gosling again. I'm here for it. And Nicholas Winding Refn turned around and said, fuck you. <laughs> Check this out. And Only God Forgives is probably the hardest movie that, to watch, That one of the hardest movies that, he, that he's made to watch because it's just like that is a divisive movie. That movie is, is fucked up. Do and you like it? I – I appreciate it for the way that he like chose to turn around and not go further into the mainstream. He like made another movie that is very much his entire, almost like, like almost wordless. Like there's Mm -hmm. barely any dialogue going on in that entire movie. It's a, it's it's a really good movie. It's just, it's really an art house movie. It's more like a series of people aren't ready for that. It's more like a series of moving paintings more than like another movie. Gotcha. I really like it, but I can totally understand when somebody says like, that's not for me. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. That's totally totally fine. People checking out. (laughs) Exactly. And I think that's why, you know, I don't think he's the best director or maybe even really my favorite, but someone I really appreciate his work. Yeah. Because he's out there doing his thing without really caring what other people say. Mm-hmm. Or think, and, and he finds an audience. He's successful. Yeah, so, like I there's mean, he has confidence. Finds his audience of weirdos that are into that shit. Um, we're here for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Bronson is just fucking. You want to talk about Tom Hardy being amazing? Like that character, he just dives into and is is so weird and so out there. But then tells us like it's a true story yeah. about uh, most expe- um, most expensive prisoner that Britain has ever had. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it's like an updated version of Clockwork Orange, kind of Edgar Wright's style of like editing and and like yeah, give me some filming of that. kind yeah. of thing. Give and me that on a plate. It's just like it's so dirty. The movie's it's filthy. So dirty. It's there's, filthy. There's a, literally a scene where Tom Hardy strips down in the nude, 
captures because most of it takes place in, with him incarcerated. Right. Captures a guard and makes the guard butter him up. So when the other guards come in to try to capture Tom Hardy because he's taken a guard prisoner, mm-hmm. he's like naked and super slippery and is just beating <laughs> the shit out of all the other guards. It's oh. it's fucking awesome. I'd watch that. It's great, 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 great. It's probably his best one, like just in the idea of what he's doing because there's yeah. also different Neon Demon and Drive are probably oh, yeah, his I most stylistic. That that yeah, Neon Demon, Demon also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's his last movie, up. yeah. There's actually a really great documentary that his wife shot called um, My Life as Directed by Nicholas Winning Refn. Yeah. And it's him. <laughs> Haven't seen that, actually. It's really good. Yeah. And it's really neat because he is very much a a pretentious pompous like character and but he knows it and he's like i can't really control it like it's not that i think that i'm better than everybody it's just i find what i want to discuss very interesting and sometimes i just check out when people are talking about stuff that i'm not interested in (laughs) and it's like and it's his wife who's supposed to be like the most important person in his life and it's them talking and they they talk like it's really odd like it's i highly recommend watching it because like you can tell that there's like this kind of they're both very intellectual, but like on different like wavelengths. Yeah, like different yeah. sides of the same pool kind of thing. Gotcha. Where they're just like, Oh, I know how to do this and do that and it's really good and he seems like a really interesting guy and like perfect choice for this type of conversation where it's yeah. like really excited where he's going to go next. He's I mean, he's he's interesting in almost like a David Lynch sort of way where like he is just so uncompromising mm-hmm. in pursuing his vision and achieving his vision in his films that it's it's really fascinating yeah i just have the only thing i haven't seen of his was the original pusher trilogy i have not seen that either which i own and i just have not watched it yet and i just haven't gotten to it if only we had an audio show that was based around watching movies together then maybe we could uh knock that out an audio show Mm -hmm. i like that that's Mm -hmm. a good word maybe we could come up with a different word for that (laughs) something that can maybe i mean i like audio show i think that's kind of what the 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 industry we'll get together like a few uh peas in a pod like a radio some ideas like a, yeah, like a radio <laughs> cast. Like a radio cast? Yeah. That's okay. Something like that. I'm fine with the radio cast. Right. Uh, okay. Um, Diana, would you like to go next? I think you should go next. You want me to go next? Yeah. I can go next. And with the ladies? Fine. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, I was trying to figure out who I'm like the most excited about right now, and that's the director that I wanted to talk about. And so I was kind of jumping back and forth. Like, uh, I'm really excited. Like, Patty Jenkins, I'm really excited. Like, what she's going to do. Wonder Woman 2 and post-Wonder Woman. Ryan Coogler, I'm super excited about mm-hmm. what he's going to get to do now outside of, like, big budget stuff. But my main man, my sweet, delicate little boy, Denise oh. Villeneuve, of course. <laughs> like, kiss, kisses for Denise. So proud of you. So proud of you. You're doing so good. Just keep it up. I'm just so glad going. he listens to our show. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. This Always. is why Mike wanted to talk about directors. Yeah. Just so he could talk <laughs> about Denise. <laughs> well, and like right up until the last moment, I was going to talk about uh, Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to talk about him a little bit because, like, he is like approaching like we're getting, but we're gonna have a whole show devoted to that. Who's that? Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, he's uh, the guy that directed um, Jackie Brown. Oh right, okay, got it. Ah, yeah, and but yeah, and you said Kevin Smith, and I was like, this is kind of like the same conversation guy that's been around since like the early '90s, completely revolutionized what movies are. Tarantino and like Wes Anderson are similar in a way where it's like <laughs> mm-hmm. they. You know, they come out with a movie every few years, and you kind of know what you're getting yourself into when you see it, and you know it's going to be quality. And if you're not into what they're doing, 
you will not Probably like not for you. any kind of their of, movies. Kind of, but part of the reason that I like Wes Anderson, and you could say this for Quentin Tarantino too, is that, mm. like, and I always judge this for musicians too, like, my favorite musicians always change just a little bit. True. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't want to be the same, sound the same, look the same for 10 plus years. So yeah. the fact that we're getting another cool stop motion animation. It almost I has me worried. It had me that. worried in a way. Because I was just bit. like, I was just like, no, let Fantastic yeah. be pure. Right. But, but when but that looks different, it, it does look different, different for sure. And when the that came out, that then, was like, mm-hmm. what? What is he doing? And then Grand, yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel is like totally. super different from Fantastic Mr. Fox, which right. is the movie coming mm-hmm. after that. But then right. to bring it back to Tarantino, I think that um, his movies and when he gets to Inglorious Bastards is when things start to really change. Yeah, mm-hmm. he almost has like kind of like a midpoint mm-hmm. Tarantino, where yeah. I think there's right. some really. They're all pulpy. You get through Kill Bill. You get through Kill Bill, and then you, you get to Inglourious Bastards. He seems to have like a, a more of an obsession with history and historical mm-hmm. fiction. Yeah, well, we don't need to get too into that because we're going to be having a new show a coming out pretty Uh-oh. soon. Uh-oh. That's really? Yes. Yeah, I didn't know about it, either, but I'm excited. We got to yeah, name what? it. And we got some good Tarantino I want to be on there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not a lot. No ladies. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> no uh, birds. Oh, don't say that. Tarantino is dealing with some pretty bad uh, backlash. Uh, all the, all the ladies. I all the ladies. Minds. Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to be on it. Just you two now. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but Denis Villeneuve. Yes. Uh, I think we all, everyone here likes him. Like, you guys loved Arrival. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Couldn't stop talking about it. Couldn't even. stop <laughs> talking about it. Even when you're supposed to be talking about another movie, you're calling the movie by, like, this great movie's name. It's I'm fine. I'm never going to hear the end of uh, it. Blade yeah. Runner 2049 was pretty much down the line, you know. Our favorite movie. Our favorite movie, or, or at the very most, like, our second favorite movie of the year yeah. last year. Mm-hmm. Story uh, Screen's favorite movie of the year. I mean, his stuff, like, Prisoners and Sicario are phenomenally well done movies that nobody else could have pulled off in that same way it sucks that uh, Johan Johansson passed away who was like the guy that was composing all of his movies because his prisoner's theme his prisoner score is just like it creeps you the fuck out yeah. and uh, you know he was originally going to be the, the composer for Blade Runner 2049 but he decided to drop out because he was like it's not it's not working I can't it's can't not, it. I, I can't do it. And he was like never afraid to do that, to like kind of back off and be like, oh, like no. if, I'm not, if I'm not getting it done, it's not getting done. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so then they brought in like Hans Zimmer and they tried to go for more of like the original movies, like sound and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, sounds, it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I want to get the vinyl. I can't <laughs> wait to see Dune. Dune's yeah. going to be awesome. That's, yeah. That's the next oh, one. And man. I think they said, I didn't yes, know please. that. Uh-huh. Oh, shoot, the spice. <laughs> and I think it's going to be, uh, they just said that they're <laughs> going to separate it into two movies. Maybe. Yeah, well, yeah. they would have to. Yeah, That's he's talked about making book. multiple Dune. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Burge uh, when we did our uh, RoboCop 2 podcast. I was just like, wouldn't it be kick-ass if they rebooted it? But they, they were like, we're going to try and, like, capture the essence of, like, when it came out. Like, that kind of, like, late 80s, anti-capitalist vibe. And you get Little Denis yeah. to make that movie. They did mm-hmm. try to do that now a with, little bit they too recently. Yeah, but they didn't make it an art house movie. I know. <laughs> that's that's a I problem. Want. Yeah. Yeah. That mm. RoboCop movie, man. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. Um, I hope New Dune still has Sting. Mm. Maybe. That'd be nice. I, I, I'd like a little bit of name. Kyle McLaughlin in there. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> Have they said who they are? David Bowie as a teapot. Oh, oh yes, of course. Yes, yes. <laughs> Have they said who they're thinking about casting in Dune yet? For the I don't know too much about it. Mm-mm. Main mm-hmm. character. 
I mean, it's just going to be Chris Pratt, right? Like, they just put him in everything. Yeah. Andy Serkis, or Chris like, Pratt, or both. Andy Serkis? Yeah. yeah. Andy Serkis will be in Dune. Like, he has yeah. to be, right? Like, he's going to play the gigantic, like, worms that, oh, like, yeah. shit people out. Yes. You're going to see a, see a time I mean, about him, like, squiggling around as a worm in a mocap suit. <laughs> to be honest, I wouldn't mind Ryan Gosling in Dune. Yeah. I wouldn't mind him in anything. I wouldn't mind him in anything. He's in La La Land. He's I mean, make him, make him Kyle MacLachlan's role. Yeah, that would be sweet. That would be good. I would be down for that, for sure. Well, Denis loves him, so. That's yeah, true. They work well together. His muse. His muse, I found Ryan. <laughs> my sweet, my sweet Ryan. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's really all I had to say about him. Just like every movie that he's made is great for different reasons. Um mm-hmm. I mean, he even he also made a enemy, mm-hmm. which nobody talks about. I haven't, I haven't seen, seen that. that. And seen that it. is a Jake Gyllenhaal joint, yeah. and it is fucking insane. Yeah. What's the premise of that? I feel like I remember. The it premise out. of that is uh, he's. This might be like my favorite movie that he's done, like really? because it's so interesting, and they do such like a. It's kind of like a strangers on a train kind of vibe, where it's like uh, there's this guy who's antisocial, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, and, you know, he's got a beard, and he's a professor, and he doesn't really hang out with anything, and somebody recommends, like, you know, you could be happier if you watch movies, and so he, like, recommends some movies, so he finally starts watching some movies for the first time, and he notices in one of the movies a guy that looks exactly like him, Jake Gyllenhaal, in this universe, is, like, a C-list actor who's just, like, in the background of movies. Oh, shoot, I have to And so this. he, like, tries to hunt him down to be like, why do you look exactly like me? It's creepy. And they both, like, realize they look... And there's kind of, like, a Prince and the Popper kind of angle yeah, to it. Yeah, and I have seen this. It's, uh, it's an Whoa. intense, it's, it's intense movie. movie. Well, it's really this. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really... It's got one of the biggest what-the-fuck final shots in a movie that when I saw it, like, everybody in the theater was like, yo, God, what the fuck? Like, because it just cuts the back. <laughs> People got so mad. And I was just sitting there like, yes, chaos. That's awesome. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, Enemy, fantastic. Um, yeah, check that one out. Prisoners is great. I guess Sicario is so. great. Mm-hmm. Um, really looking forward to Sicario 2. Is he directing Sicario He's not back for that, but it's got the original writer, Taylor Sheridan. Okay, so it's so in it's good like, hands. Right. Yeah. That is such a weird movie to get a sequel. It's an odd thing. I think it's technically a prequel for it something. Is. I don't know. No. I don't know anymore. Sometimes those movies, they're either like, you know, hit so well, or it's just like, this had no right to I me. I mean, the trailer looks good. Just like uh, Blade Runner 2049. And you're just like, how did you... Do it this good. Yeah. You made it perfect. You're not supposed to make it fucking perfect. And he's like, yes, but I did. Yes, but, yes, so but I so, just I'm had so the honor to you. make this. And yes. I'm just so happy. I don't think that is perfect. That has its flaws. All but I am so glad that you feel this way. Story screen. All, all I wanted to do was just to make a movie that everyone could love. And as much as I love them. And, and I did. So I think, hmm, yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. He's good. Uh, all right. Uh, so, Diana, you want to go next? Sure. What do you, what do you got? Uh, so when I was trying to narrow it down... I definitely consider doing Wes Anderson because mm-hmm. um, as far as like being like favorite director, those are some of my favorite movies and yeah. I have seen... It's an easy choice. Yeah, I've seen every one of his Too movies easy. and I love that he has weirdly changed over the years, but he's got his own feel. But for a director that is somebody that interests me, that I would like to see more of, that's a little more out there... Um, I decided to go for, you mentioned earlier, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So I, I definitely dig uh, Michel Gondry. Nice choice. Um, because he's done a lot of music videos, and that was how I first uh, learned about him, was before seeing Eternal Sunshine, 
was just like watching some crazy batshit music videos that he had done animation for because I think he did graphic design originally. Hmm. Um, and some of the weirder ones are like Science of Sleep yes. and uh, Be Kind Rewind, which I feel like. Be Kind Rewind is kind of cool. I, I love, <laughs> and I think a lot of people hated it when it came oh. out, but I loved nah. I loved the like endearing quality of most Def and Jack Black like remaking these popular just, like, movies. Got it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's got it. Be Kind yeah. Rewind was advertised as a completely different yeah. movie than that's it was, so people didn't. Because I, I did not want to see yeah. that little piece of trash that they were advertising. No. Like I don't want to see that. But sweet, then I knew, like, I knew it's so sweet. Yeah. I knew who yeah. directed it, yeah. so I was like, oh, let me check it out. And I watched it. I was like, oh, that's not what this movie is like at. Oh, no. like yeah. this is trying yeah. to put out this like slapsticky, like yeah. weird. Right, and you it's, know. it's very sweet. And mm-hmm. Jack Black is like pretty downplayed compared to some of his other like batshit roles. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and most stuff is awesome, and it's just kind of like them doing nice things for their community. Yeah, it's, it's of, a like, very sweet like tale. kind-hearted movie. It's a yeah. sweet movie. Yeah. So, and then you know, Eternal Sunshine. Like when I first saw that, I think I was right out of college, and that like movie like fucked. Yeah, that's yeah. the right time you know, to watch that then, movie. Blew my yes. mind. And like sad Jim Carrey back then was so good. He was so good, and I was just like blown away by his performance and that. You know. Yeah, it's, not everything else he's done. it's like so overdue for another like genuine <laughs> sad Jim Carrey, especially yeah. like I don't know if he'll do another one. Era Jim Carrey. I think he's done with him. Yeah, he's too busy being like a pretentious dickhead. He likes to paint. Oh no, he's such a good oh, painter. He's bad. Oh, he's, he's bad. A I've watched that documentary. Artist. Leave Jim oh, alone. He is abysmally hard to watch. Are you talking about the documentary about him and Andy Kaufman? Yeah. Because I wanted yeah. to watch that. And yeah. I'm I, curious about I've watched that. the little thing about his art. And yeah. Yeah, yeah like, right. it's it's great. Yeah. He's just, I watched him and I watched that documentary and I watched uh, his episode of Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee and it's just like, dude, shut up. Nobody cares. Stop. I love, I the love waitress, that episode. Oh. The waitress comes up and he's just like, I didn't ask you your name. What's your name? Molly. And she's like, oh, that is your name. But not really, right? Like, it's not your name. You'll find out. And she's like, what? Like, he's he weird. genuinely he's weird. freaks he's a, he's a her weird out. And, and he just won't stop. He keeps doing it because he sees he's weirding her out. And it's like, you're, that's being a dick. That's oh. not being enlightened. Oh. That's not. All right. I mean, he's grown. He's argument. not doing it out of his butt anymore. <laughs> you know, he used to do the same yeah. thing, but with his ass. So True. it's, you know, now it's at the that's front end. growth. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess for, for Michelle Gondry, I'm hoping he'll put out another actual feature length movie because he hasn't for several years. Right. So, I feel like I could be due for like a little weird dreamscape you know, mm, animation yeah. slash because that's part of the reason I liked those movies because they were like these weird trippy, mm-hmm. you know, um, anyone who's playing it. But having like Jim Carrey, like going through his own memories, like being like, I'm a little kid. I'm under this giant table in the kitchen. And then like yeah. having uh, Kate Winslet be like proving like. I'm your pixie dream girl. No, I'm not. Actually, as you like, remember more yeah. and more about each other, they find their faults. What was it? 2004. I think so. so around yeah. there. It's like, what did people right. do before 2004 to learn about like love and depression and loss? And like, <laughs> yeah, we we, we perfectly just got a movie right there that taught us all the lessons as as hard as they were mm-hmm. to learn. And we were like, okay, good, got that right there. Thanks, mm-hmm. JD Zike, uh, my screenwriting three teacher, and he also wrote a movie called Ronan. He, uh, we were talking about that movie. He was just like. Yeah, I mean, there's just, he was just like, there's literally just no fucking movie that captures what it means to be, like, sad in a relationship. Yeah. Like Eternal Sunshine, that's why I was mine. There's yeah. just not, it just doesn't, it doesn't exist. exist. Yeah, it's right. like, that's or it. Right, or, like, your nostalgia for something yeah, exactly. after the fact where you don't totally remember why mm-hmm. you keep making these fucked up mistakes. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Michelle so. Gondry also directed an episode of Fly of the Concords oh, in yeah. season two. Too Many Dicks on the Dance Floor, that episode. <laughs> and it is such a good episode. And that's coming back for a third season. <gasps> I, love that. I love that. Yes. It. Oh, They're in talks. Jack oh. Bean's out so, of the seats. Yeah. Oh my God, Jack, get down from the ceiling. So Jack, you're going to be dressed up as David Bowie from Labyrinth, floating yes. down from the ceiling. Yes, exactly. My yes. Favorite. All of the Bowies. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All of the different eras of Bowie. I love so me some Flight of the Conquerors. Yeah, I'm ready too. for a third season. It ended too soon. Way too soon. Way too soon. Yeah, they're so on tour now. It's a brief time away, so when you come back. It's not been brief. It's been quite <laughs> a while, long, actually. A long time away. I was a junior in college when that second season came out. Yeah. So it was a while ago. It's been a while. Yeah, it was a little bit. But yeah, he's great. But yeah. I would so. love to see more work from him, for sure. Mm. So. Yeah, I don't think he's got anything in the pipeline just yet. I would yeah, not that I know yeah, of. I'm not familiar. Mm. Well, okay then. And then uh, Bernadette. finally, Bernadette, what, who who you want to talk about? I was soaking up all of this information like a sponge because I feel like we've sh- like done enough shout outs to Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like he is obviously wonderful. So let's talk about him some more. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. I was going to do Charlie Kaufman, but I loved that conversation we were having earlier where Kevin and Quentin have both kind of reached a point in their career and then they started churning out different stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so that instantly sparked to mind a director that I really like who also, I think, kind of reached a point in his career and then all of a sudden it started to be much more clean and much more blue in color. Uh, David Fincher. Oh. He's put out a lot of really diverse work. And I think definitely when he came one. out with the yeah. social network, that was when he kind of like broke off of his like grungier. Like yeah. you could watch uh, Zodiac and that gets a little cleaner. But I, I feel like Kristen was watching Zodiac, Zodiac, Zodiac so at the apartment good. the other day. Oh, and she, so it was her first time watching it. She's just like, I love it. It's so <laughs> good. good film. Uh, and yeah. she, it's super up her alley, too. I knew she was going to like it. And then you get to the social network, and everything just becomes really surgical and yeah. blue intense. and precise. Yeah. And I think his work, he's had the best of both worlds. He's had, like, the really visceral movies, like Seven, mm-hmm. and then, like, the really clinical movies, like Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Or Gone Girl. So, and those girl films, rocks. all of them are great. All of them. Mm-hmm. You hate Gone Girl? Really? It's okay. Oops. People are allowed to be wrong from time I to do time. really <laughs> like Girl with a Dragon Tattoo. Oh, that broke my Birch. heart when David Fincher said, I don't do sequels. It's like, that why did sucks. you deliver this perfect movie yeah. that's the first in a trilogy and not give us more? you know it's a trilogy, more. right? Come on! Oh, yeah. Well, that he was is awful. doing a sequel. Like, that's his next movie as he's doing World War Z 2 with Brad Pitt. That's true. Yeah. That is a thing. What is wrong with him? No, that is the most, that is the most exciting thing in the world because... I want to see why David Fincher said yes. Because right. the only reason he would say yes, I know that there's like caveats in there where he was like, I want complete control Brad and final Brad cut. Pitt. And they said yes. And it's because of his relationship with Brad Pitt that he was able to get that. Mm. And it's like, I want to see why he said yes like to that. Fair. Because World War Z, you know, is like kind of like a shitty movie, but like, it's not... It's nothing terrible. It's just kind of like, uh, you did not capture what made this another, book so good. It's just another, yeah. yeah, it's nothing like the it's book. It's nothing like that. Which is like, so, it's like, ooh, it's, I, it's I, one of my favorites. IMDb says he directed four episodes of Mindhunter. I did not yeah, know. No, yeah, he created He's like Mindhunter. the dude. Yeah. That's like his, like, brain. No not created, I like that but like, so yeah, much. He, he directed, <laughs> yeah, half the, half the show. Actually, yeah. if you want a movie version of War War Z, it's Contagion. Contagion. Yeah. So oh, good. man. Yes. Contagion is mm-hmm. not a movie to see if you have any type of OCD <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want, oh, shit. I want a World War Z movie. I love the World War Z book. It's one of my favorite books. It's like yeah. in my top like, have you, three Have you seen books. Contagion? 
No, I haven't seen Contagion. I haven't seen it'll that's freak it. Dude, you that's the movie out. for you, man. But it's wanna, just real world, like, zombie it'll freak outbreak. You out. yeah. It'll freak I can die with that, but I want, like, a. You'll um, never touch anything for, like, a day. <laughs> I want, like, a. Uh, then you'll forget. A mockumentary. <laughs> not mo- Yeah, like, a mockumentary style World War Z movie. Because that's, like, what. Like, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I mean, like, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> World War Z is, is supposed to be about, like, you know. It's an oral history. It's a lot like right. um, David Palahniuk's um, rants, you know. Like yeah. it's supposed to be. It's group. about perspectives from like an anonymous background, not like Just David Palahniuk. Chuck, Chuck Palahniuk. Did I say yeah. David? Palahniuk? I think he did yeah, say David. Oh, I'm okay. sorry. I was David Fincher. I just, uh, I'm just trying to cut off the emails, the scores of emails. I know that we'll get. The, the, the audience. You know, they like to call me out. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I like. Yeah. But also, with in regards to David Fincher, like I. I like what he's doing now, but I do miss the kind of grungier, like, yeah. Fight Club 7. Do you seven. miss the game? I didn't see the game. Oh, my God. The game is great. I haven't yeah. seen the game. The well, game is I, great! I actually, uh, I mentioned ridiculous. this I mentioned this to you, Robbie, the other day, when, because uh, Kristen was watching Zodiac, Zodiac. Yeah. And I was like, oh, actually, I, uh, I wrote my uh, thesis... In film school, on David Fincher, and it was like you're supposed to pick a yeah. person or a you movie. Like and twenty three pages. And I like, yeah, it was like yeah. twenty two pages or something, and I covered everything that was leading up to. I think Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was about to be released. Okay, mm-hmm. so I did all of his music videos: Alien Three, mm-hmm. uh, Seven, Fight Club, Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Which that's the oh, one yeah, I don't I like. I haven't him. seen that. I'm not fond of that one. Which one? Benjamin Curious Button. Case of Benjamin Button. Yeah, okay. the first time I saw it, I didn't like it, like, at all. I was like, this movie is fucking trash. Like, uh, this <laughs> fucking sucks. And then I watched it again, like, a couple weeks later, because I'm fucking nuts and I like to make myself suffer. And uh, the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, I get it. No, no, no. Yeah, this is a good movie. Yeah, this I is cool. I loved it. I didn't I like the present very... tense part of it. Yeah. I liked the uh, story of Benjamin Button, but yeah. I didn't like I, um, the overlay. I remember really time. liking it, but, like, you know, it was a time... My taste, in my opinion, of movies has vastly changed in my adulthood and also um, doing story screen, things like that. But uh, I remember the, when I saw I saw Benjamin Button close to Christmas in theaters on a snowy day, and I was like, "This movie rocks." <laughs> you know, it's also kind of like Ford. It's, it's, like, it's a good it's snowy like a, day it's, movie. Yeah, it's like Ford's Gum kind of, but like even more weird and surreal. Mm-hmm. And like I, I like that. That's like Diana brought up too earlier. He did Panic Room, which is like mm-hmm. I love oh, shit, yeah. Panic Room. It's a great Room. movie. I think Panic Room is like super, super tight. underrated. I didn't realize he did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, it's like Zodiac is probably my favorite of his just because like we were saying, like nobody can do that movie as good as he did it. Yeah. Like he really, but the social network is also like, that's that a, an amazing movie that just cool. gets... The social network is also it just like works so well because mm-hmm. of David Fincher's, yeah. uh, just like style and it just like makes the movie almost like a like a horror movie. Oh yeah, with how yeah. he's like talking about these things, like it's yeah, the color palette and everything. <laughs> Look how that's panned out. Huh? Yeah. yeah, right. I love. I mean, like you know, Fight Club like is one of my favorite movies. I love Fight Club, and I think uh, I, I owe a lot to I think David Fincher as well as a director because you know he's someone. His style of just making movies is just like it's just so vastly interesting. Like he makes everything feel interesting, and he he really brings like a like a vibe and a gravitas to like every kind of movie he makes. I think mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, he's one of my favorite directors working right now. So mm-hmm. And the way he works with recently with Trent Reznor with mm. those soundtracks, oh. it's like 
almost a perfect marriage of soundtrack to film. Almost like the best you can get. I mean, that even goes all the way back to, uh, you know, Seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nails and Seven a lot. And and then I think Social Network was the first one that they were doing it. Atticus Ross and Travis. That's when it really blew up. And I, I think I have that soundtrack. It's super good. It's yeah, great. Yeah, the social wonderful. network one is like that's been so on my amazing. iPod for like ever. What's the one? If they, it's like a, it's not a remix, but it's a, it's a remake of a very classic song. It's when they're doing the the cruising. Oh yeah, that's like in the cave of the mountain king. Yeah, I love that part of the movie, and I love that like rendition of the song. Gets you hyped. It definitely does. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, now we're going to uh, turn off the microphone and all die. Yeah, I feel uh, Unless, sick. you know, actually, guys, I really like doing this. And if, if it's okay with you guys, if we're still alive in a couple hours, like I think we could do like a couple more. Well, do you have an antidote? Anywhere? No, no, but like, you know, like, we're all pretty tough. So okay. We'll see. Got Survival some, of the fish. Got some jelly beans. <laughs> some jelly beans. That, <laughs> yeah. Is that cure yeah, cyanide? Don't actually. eat the green ones. Oh, shit. The green ones are not good. Too late. Yeah, these Seriously. are good. Burn it, jelly bean? I suppose I, I You don't want to fucking die, this right? This is good on No, you, I right? don't. Okay. Not yeah. the green ones. Mm-hmm. Not the, okay, thank you. If they've made it this far, this is the reward. Yeah. I think so. The green ones are good, though. Yeah. These are jelly beans. Mm-hmm. Actually, special guest, jelly beans. There we go. <laughs> uh, great audio. Well, guys, DJ Jelly Beans DJ in the house. <laughs> Good radio cast tonight. <laughs> Good radio cast. Oh, audio, audio talk mm-hmm. show. Audio, audio show. show. We assume we're going to audio show. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so can't exist. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to check out StoryScreenBeacon.com for a bunch of articles and reviews that we've got over there with these fine people, plus some more from the StoryScreen family. Hey. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at story underscore screen underscore beacon. We're doing a bunch of sweepstakes and cool stuff pretty soon with all that. Uh, we also go on there and talk about movies just in general, so join the conversation. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, remember to check out more episodes of our podcast, Story Screen Presents. If you like this one and this was your first time... Uh, there's 99 more. There's 99 more of them before this. And more coming. And there's more coming uh, if we're still alive. If we're still... Yeah, if we're still alive. I eat, I eat enough... Uh, of the not green jelly beans to make it through this episode. Yeah, you yeah. did eat quite a few. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Greens, well, the greens, like, you go for that. You like the Matrix. Yeah, I like the Apple ones. You like money. He's into veggies. Science. Mm, I feel like science is money. a heavy green occupation. I would, green... I would assume so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we use a lot of gamma rays. Gamma rays. Mm. Gamma rays, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, like, yeah, okay. Uh, so, thank you. And, you uh, uh, guys, you want to talk about guys, Bruce Banner for a little bit? Thank you so much. <laughs> That's to come. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining me and talking about our favorite movies. Thanks and for having directors. Us. And uh, yeah, here's to uh, 100, 100 episodes, man. And we'll do 100 Congrats. more. Here's to 100 more. Yeah, yeah guys. Cheers. 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 <laughs>
<laughs> Tyler Perry's House of Ooh. Shrek Two Dang. or Shrek the Third. Uh, Who did direct the Shrek movies? <laughs> Rob Cohen. <laughs> That's why there's so many cars in them. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, Andy Serkis directed all the Shrek movies. I thought he just played the director. And little known, little known, little known fact, uh, he's directed every movie ever. Period. Come on, Jack. Jack, have you not thought about this for the past two weeks? I really write down the movie. I thought I had it. What are you doing? Now that you put a pen in my hand and a gun to my head, nah, you're doing it on purpose, and I'm, I'm not. (laughs) Some passive aggressive tactic. There's really like some, some stuff going on between, between the brain and the pen. Ah, running it down, it hurts. Thank you so much. Okay. Who are you apologizing to? <laughs> <laughs>